I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is a special, very special and very different episode of Serious Issues today. Uh, if you can hear this crazy raspiness, it's gotten a little bit better than it was this morning, but I have lost my voice. This is Levens, by the way, uh, in the middle of a hilarious 90s tour uh, that requires me to scream along to various pop songs like Don't Stop Moving to That Funky Funky Beat. As you can imagine, uh, doing that every night for a, a fortnight means uh, I've lost most of my voice. So uh, in order to complete these run of shows, uh, I need to preserve it. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to record a regular episode with Siobhan this week. Instead, while I was in Melbourne, uh, and this is the special part of the episode, the very special part, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies from the Weekly Planet invited me into his house and we recorded a special edition of First Things First in which we review all of the new number ones from last week. Uh, we did that together in his, uh, in his man cave where he records the Weekly Planet week to week. And let me tell you, it was both mannish and cavey. Uh, and make sure you stick around for after the show because uh, Siobhan wanted to be included in some way. Um, so she recorded her, her top five comics of last week with fan favorite special guest Nacho Pop, a.k.a. Nate Mendelson. Enjoy this very special episode of Serious Issues and uh, we will see you next week for something more regular. Bye-bye. Oh. What's up and welcome to Serious Issues. My name is Andrew Levins and usually I review every single brand new comic that came out last week in King's Comics in Sydney with my co-host Siobhan Coombs. But I'm currently on tour and that means I've been, uh, instead of reading comments, every, reading comics and the comments, don't read the comments, read the comics. That's uh, my life motto. Uh, but instead of reading comics in my every, every chance I can, I've been playing the hits of 90s uh, to some of our, our, our true True of um, legendary musical figures uh, from our times: uh, S Club Seven, E Seventeen, uh, Atomic Kitten, and I forgot them all. Liberty X and Bewitched. I'm on tour with, going through Australia and New Zealand, and I'm currently in Melbourne. Uh, you'll remember that. Not, I think it was like two episodes ago. I was in Melbourne for a very unrelated tour. Still playing '90s music though. I can't escape it. Uh, and I had a guest host with me, Nick Mason from the Weekly Planet podcast uh, in his second time. And I thought, how unfair to Meso to, uh, to come on. Well, not, not unfair to him. Fuck Meso. He's fine. <laughs> uh, how unfair to his co-hosts uh, of the Weekly Planet. Um, so I'm currently in the man cave, uh, as I'm sure you've heard. Regular room, but yep. yep. Yeah, if, you, if you're a listener to the Weekly Planet, you'll, you'll know that uh, every, every episode is brought to you by the man cave. <laughs> Man Cave Insurance is their big backer. Correct. You've got to, you've got to make sure, like you know, any something could happen. You could break your uh, your 
I don't know, DC Comics glass chess set. <laughs> That's right. Is that a man cave stable? <laughs> that seems like a man cave thing, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so joining me today for uh, a special edition of First Things First, in which we uh, spend way too long talking about all of the brand new number ones that came out last week. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, aka James, from the Weekly Planet. Thanks for having me in your house. Thank you very much for coming. It's weird recording because I've never recorded in here with anybody else but Mason. Really? So it's, yeah. It's, what, what a thrill. I have aggressively less facial hair than Mason. <laughs> you do, you do. Which I appreciate, actually. It's a little bit intimidating <laughs> otherwise. But no, no, thank you very much for... Because you actually came out to me and I appreciate that. It's no, that's fine. Trip into the city. No it's a bloody all. hot day. So, good. yeah, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to talking about some number ones. We've got some... Some interesting stuff this well, you, week, yeah, didn't we? Fared, you fared a lot better than Meso did. I Lo- think so, yeah. It's, it's not... A, a lot of these I'm like, oh, this looks garbage. But there is some, there's there's some, pretty, there's some, some great stuff, stuff there, great stuff this yeah. week. I, actually got, I think we have almost one thing from... Oh, there's no image books, but there's almost a, a comic from each publisher. We've got a Marvel book, a DC yep. book, a Valiant book, a Dark Horse book, and the rest. So and a few, the, there's a few independent a ones. A Top Cow? <laughs> I think there is, is there? Is there a Top Cow? It may as well be a Top Cow, but it's not. It's a... Uh, Whatever this weird independent... We'll get to it, guys. Aspen, we'll get to it. Sorry. We'll get to it. But uh, mm. first, James, uh, yes. the Wicked Planet, uh, of course, is a uh, Australia-based uh, you know, pop culture podcast with its roots in, in, in you guys being comic book fans. Yes. Uh, but I should say, I'm not a, as big a fan as Mason. His knowledge is kind of beyond that of myself. And yours is, I think, beyond that even again. No, Mason so. definitely trumps me with, 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 a, with, with at least a decade. Yeah, he's good at like a very specific <laughs> era. You know what I mean? He's good from like 91 and 97. Like that's, that's his time. Yeah. But I think you probably probably read more comics than he does these days. Probably, yeah. I, maybe, ah, uh, I don't know. Let's yeah, just put maybe. it out there. Let's say yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Yes. So, uh, you know, the majority of your show is spent kind of critiquing movies and mm-hmm. TV based on comic books and the greater action kind of verse. Um, but what are your reading habits like? Pretty, uh, pretty good. I've got my, you know, I've got my set list that I kind of pick up on every week. There's ones that I never miss. Your Invincibles. I read everything Star Wars for some reason, even though I probably should. It's but becoming I, less and less like, why are we doing this? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think generally on the whole, it's, it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty solid. But every now and then you get one where you're like, what is this? Yeah. What are they doing? Did you read? You liked Darth Maul. Yeah, it was okay. I I, I hated that. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like, I I didn't... um, Thinking back on it, it's a bad era to do it in. It's it's, it's like maybe... Like an hour before Phantom Menace. Exactly. You could have done when he gets, gets, you know, swooped up in the... Swooped up, picked up in the first place as an apprentice. You could have done his early years. You could have done... He could have had a normal face. He could have had a normal face. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm I like the way it's sort of tied into episode seven, I guess, with the Raftars, I guess. But that being said, I've forgotten. Is that most. really a tie-in? No, it's not, is it? That's just a monster from both things. A monster that didn't really work in the first place, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's probably my least favorite scene of. Yeah, Force absolutely. Awakens. Yeah, did you you liked it in general, didn't you? Yeah, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I love. There's Force a Awakens, lot of back. Yeah. This is. I know this isn't the podcast for this. But no, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of backlash. Now. I feel like every podcast is a podcast for a Star Wars discussion. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's across every medium. So yeah, why not? But uh, no, there's only a few that I like. The Princess Leia one I didn't love. I think I stopped reading that. Kanan I stopped reading. But I, The Lando one's probably my favorite so far. Lando's great. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I don't like the era that the Star Wars, Star Wars one is in. It's like a boring time. 
Like, jump ahead. Go after Return of the Jedi or something. You know I mean, I, mean? I think they're saving that up, you know? Yeah. After, this is, they're in for the long haul. Yeah. So, after yeah. eight, when they kind of explore what happens there. Anyway, sorry. Invincible Star Wars. Invincible Star Wars. I have to go through my... Blo- I've got yours open on my app. So I can't, but I don't have them in front of me. Did you read last week's Invincible? I did, yeah. So there's only 12 left, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it was wrapping up, so I guess I'm not that big a fan, but that's something I've followed for. I remember I went away, I, um, I went to Africa, not a big deal, just helping out everybody, you know, I'm the man <laughs> of the world, as you may have heard. But uh, Just uh, telling them like uh, Easter eggs that they might have missed in Marvel movies. <laughs> that's right. Going village to village. <laughs> <laughs> that's an infinity stone. That's, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Mason gave me a whole lot of uh, digital copies of Invincible. So I read everything up to then and then I've just kept up with it. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it ebbs and flows like anything, but I think generally it's pretty, it's pretty strong. Which You're- of those two things, which is the, which, out of ebb and flow, which is the bad thing? Oh, good question. Let us know. Serious issues at kingscomics.com. Flow is good, right? Flow must be good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what ebb is, but flow <laughs> sounds good. Because yeah. I, I thought the, uh, that last issue was definitely an ebb. Where- yeah, the, um, the art was... Corey Walker, I mean, he, um, he was the original artist on it before. Was he really? Before, yeah, um, yeah. See, that's something you're going to discover during this. I'm really bad at, like, artists and writers and everything. Me I too. But that's, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I only yeah. know because someone's corrected me in the past. Okay, great, yeah. But uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a really... It was kind of exciting, and then there was a really kind of... The conclusion was kind of wrapped up a bit too neatly. I think it's because I reckon they're going to go all out with these last yes, 12 issues. absolutely. So, I'm actually hoping that... Though there was a major death. I completely forgot about that as well. Yeah. yeah. I think that... I'm actually hoping that it's going to be like actually quite a peaceful uh, finale. Right, right, yeah. I would, I would love it if they just avoided having that big spectacular last fight. They definitely won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all... Though, I, to be fair, I don't think there's been a massive... Like a fight that I've really enjoyed since. Remember that one-armed old man that he fought? With a robotic arm, yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. years back. Yeah, that was the last one I kind of. What was the, really that big, uh, like super beast or whatever? Oh, the lion, the white lion, that, that, man. That hilarious ongoing, yeah, that yeah. hilarious ongoing fight that went across issues. And they, would, they would just like put a page, dedicate a page over the over the course of ten issues to them yep. just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, that was absolutely. Great. And now he ended up being a pelt for for thrag or whatever. Thrag, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Great stuff. Did you find that list? I did absolutely. What are we? Uh, All Star Batman, I've been reading, which I've been really enjoying. Yep. Uh, Green Valley, you've been reading Green Valley. Fucking hate Green Valley. Really? Do you hate, do you hate a Max Landis? So <laughs> I've really enjoyed Superman American. Yeah, Alien. it's very good, isn't it? <clears throat> um, yeah. But I feel like Green Valley, like it, it, you know, scratches that itch that you like that you know Willow eighties um, sure, yeah. kind of period. Piece. Is it too meta with the? Or <laughs> I just, than that. I, I mean, I just, you know. Siobhan and I are really, it's really important to us to, you know, make sure we focus on books that, you know, have more diverse uh, creative uh, teams working on them and also sure. create like more diverse characters within it. And that for me yeah. is just like, I've seen so many stories where like four old knights save a fucking village. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, I, you know, if, if the only thing he's going to like subvert, you know, from that cliche is mm. that the, the, the monster is going, is like a, actually a, a, dude, a dude who's into tech. So that's when like, I started. I'm like, what, what is the point of this until it got to that point? I'm like, Oh, it's a time traveler. He's not a wizard. That's cool. So maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe I'm just very simple. <laughs> I'm look, I'm still, I, I, I don't dislike it enough. I fucking hate it. Is a, is a, is a very way too strong. <laughs> sure, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, You're not yeah. a fan. It's not your I'm, favorite I'm, Yeah, thing. but it's the same. I, I like, you know, I, I, I hate read. Every Bendis book, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe for for like you know, just something to talk about on this podcast. Sure, that's how I feel about The Walking Dead. Not the comic, which is okay. I guess that's the one I read every week. Do you, I love uh, I love the yeah. Walking Dead comic. Okay, I think cool, it's yeah. really strong at the moment. Awesome, good. I love what they've done with Negan. I without I, spoiling it, I, I am worried at this point that 
Are they just going to live in a community for the rest of this? Like, do they need to go on the road again? And we, do you know what I mean? Is it too stable? Do you think? Do you think um, something they need to shake up? Or do I'm you think still that's, invested. Or do you think it's all? Do you think it's good that they're rebuilding society and they're taking it? In well, this maybe, maybe this Karanaka is the end of this uh, little community. What that's true. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I like. I do like the new villains as well. And it, it's weird that they've made Negan sympathetic. Like he's horrible. He's yeah. a horrible man. Yeah, yeah. But like they turned it around in like two issues. Oh no! Actually, it was a bit longer coming than that. But yeah, no, they've they've done really well. Nail biter, I love. Which I just. Uh, sorry? I don't read that one. I've, That's cool. I've, I've, uh, a lot of people tell me I should. So I the reason will. I um, started reading that is because the colorist for that sent me sent me in the digital copy. Oh, that's I'm legendary. Like, oh, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Colorists. Thanks. Yeah. So, so it's, it was uh, Colorist uh, Appreciation Day about two weeks ago. Ah, I missed it. Got a favorite colorist? I, this guy. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name I can't remember. That's really bad. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else I got here? Um, Actually, God Country, I just started. On How good is that first your, issue? Yeah, I yeah. loved it. On yeah. the back of your recommendation. Was that was Mason on that issue as well? No, nah, unfortunately. That, he pretty much it? got exclusively bad comics. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> that, that Kiss comic. I nearly read it because it sounded so hilarious. Uh, Reborn, I've been reading, but I don't, I don't like it. Uh, you know, the Mark Yeah, Miller. oh man. That, it's, have Too you read, much going on. What is that world? Have you read Rick Remender's Black Science? No. Oh, no, I've read the first run. It yeah. feels like Miller trying to do something akin to that, but right. just... Going way too millery with it. What is the world? I don't even understand how it works. And you die, but you become you yeah. go into a magical. It's a kind land of cool concept, but it just... it's like a Turnier, a sort of <laughs> sure, yeah, a movie that I take pride in never ever seeing. In my I mean, life. it's He, he- Man, Turnier. The- isn't the world of Eternia in He-Man? Oh, right. Wasn't there that Matt Damon movie called Eternia or something like Probably. that? Probably. I yeah. don't know. I haven't seen <laughs> Yes. Let yeah. us know. Serious issues at <laughs> kingscomics.com. You know, Please. no one ever emails us. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. <laughs> so you read quite a lot of stuff. Are you keeping up with much DC? Yeah, Alien Defiance, which is great. Oh, great. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Which is good because uh, Brian Wood writes that and he actually wrote one of the books that we're going to talk about today. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, I've, I've got all the Tom King, Tom King Batman. Great. But I've only read the first... Five people are split on that. We're we're big fans. I think uh, you know every arc is is significantly different to the last one, which I think is good. You know, yes. Snyder's run stayed quite tonally similar, whereas Tom King is doing lots of different things yeah. within like from issue to issue. Because that's a, I really enjoy the first issue, and then it kind of ebbed for me. I it guess is. I love that one. opening issue where he takes the plane and he turns in his own. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Like a, so, but I've heard yeah, like you said, I've heard good things, but. No, not a lot of not a lot of like DC Marvel stuff in general. If I'm honest, I'm more kind of an image because I find with a lot of this stuff it all intersects, and I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with all the arcs of everything. Like I read the main Civil War two arc, but I'm like, oh, who God. fucking cares about? Sorry this? about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it's it's not even horrendous. It's just whatever. That's yeah. It's like, but it's aggressively whatever. <laughs> yes, it is. It absolutely is. And those last two issues got like it really. It's really drawn out, and I don't know what happened. The guy in the end went to a higher plane of existence. I don't, I don't really remember, but. But Tony Stark's in a coma. Oh, yeah, he is. He's dead, apparently. Except he's also in two books at the same time as being <laughs> right, in a coma. Yeah, yeah. Great fun stuff. It's, and, a, uh, fun, it's a fun time. So, yeah, like we said, we've got uh, different uh, comics from all the different publishers to talk about today. And we're going to kick things off. First things first is where we review all the new number ones uh, that came out last week and this week. Uh, James has the honor of uh, co-reviewing these books with us. So we're going to kick it off with something from DC. Uh, this is a book that uh, has been quite... There's a bit of a bit of fanfare made about it. They've really been working their way towards this. Uh, it's written by Steve Orlando, and in the lead up to doing it, he did spotlights on uh, the various characters that make up this team. Uh, the book is called Justice League of America Rebirth Number One, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was written by Steve Orlando with um, art by Ivan Reyes. Um, now, the Justice League book that is currently being written by Brian Hitch for Rebirth is 
uh, almost exclusively not good. And that, like, that is what I've heard. I, like, I haven't touched it. Very baffling. Like Brian Hitch, I've enjoyed as an artist, but never really as a writer because I don't think I've read many of things that he's written as a writer. I don't understand why DC would give what should be like their most you know, their biggest book to a someone who's not really written that many comics before. Right. Yeah, that is a bit strange. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the first arc was like ridiculously bad. Um, mm. And I, actually, just last week I read, I caught up with like a recent issue of it that was quite good. So he is, I don't know, maybe he is, you know, finding his feet, but he shouldn't be doing that on the fucking Justice League book. Right. So <laughs> uh, this book, um, Justice League of America, um, very different. Don't get the confused. This is a very different group. Again, written by Steve Orlando, um, with pencils by Ivan Reyes, inks by Os- Oclair Albert, Joe Prado, and colors by Marcelo Mayolo. And uh, this is the team up that we've all been waiting for. Uh, I'm not even going to remember all of their names. <laughs> Batman, Black Canary, uh-huh. Lobo, yep. The Atom, yes. The Ray. Though not The Atom, a different The Atom. That's right. <laughs> the Ray, um, and Killer Frost, and Vixen. I did it. Very good. So. Have you been reading Justice League comics for most of your life? Not really, to be honest. I, I've kind of I've dipped in and out because there's a few runs that I, I'll pick up a, like a run that's considered classic, but other than that, I don't really I don't follow it month to month. So I just, I just wait till I hear something's good and then I and then I read that. Before New Fifty Two, New Fifty Two mm-hmm. Justice League started with all that was five years before the other events of New Fifty Two, so it was almost like this precursory book of all these heroes meeting each other mm. and starting the Justice League because they needed to start it. Right. Yeah. But before they reset the universe, you know, every couple of years they would start a new Justice League book, mm. and because Justice League had existed for so many years before that, the first issue. And in some cases, like first five issues would be just this, oh, we're going to get the team together. Yes. <laughs> so that's exactly what this is. So did that bore you though? Because like, I've seen this so many times. Or... I mean, I kind of, I guess when I was, when I started getting into comics, I actually quite liked it. Even if mm. I went into it knowing that that's all this is going to be. Yeah. Um, because even though it would be like that, some of the longer, more drawn, drawn out, like getting the team together arcs, you would learn more about characters. And like, it was a great run that started with them reviving Red Tornado. Right, is, okay. I love sure. android characters on superhero teams. It's, yeah, yeah. it's great fun. He looked great in Supergirl, the TV series. No, he didn't. That's terrible. <laughs> it's a ridiculous suit. <laughs> so um, and uh, I really enjoyed the arc that was like, you know, it was, it was like his like being reintroduced to the DC universe in the first pages of this Justice League book. I thought yeah. it was really cool. But, but this is like, uh, yeah, a, a pure setup issue of just uh, Batman getting all of his team members together every every couple couple of pages they go to a new location and get a new convince a new mm. team member to join um, I, I'm not entirely sure why this is the best team like he explains it or he's like because you're regular people and you're people that's what we need but that's not really an explanation it's not an explanation he doesn't say why we need a regular people no, team and so maybe was... he's Batman he has a plan <laughs> and there's a specific threat that they're going to face so he needs this particular set of people maybe but so there's the plot is non-existent in this mm, book yeah, it is no, like it, you know the character work in it is it's fine it's great yeah but normally these kind of issues yeah you'll assemble the team but then you'll also get this like the threat looming and then batman saying like you know i've just discovered this and we can't superman's no good at infiltrating this kind of thing so i need you and superman's good at everything <laughs> like if, <laughs> if, I'm more, if i'm modest no i can understand that yeah I liked the new Adam, the inclusion. I'm like, I've never heard so, of this kid. Yeah. I don't know who he was. So he, uh, he had a great, um, they, they've been doing like little spotlight issues on various members of mm. this team. Um, Did that get you excited for this? Were you like, oh, this is Yeah, I was like, run. oh, because yeah. like Steve Orlando's done an amazing run on Midnighter. Right, the characters yeah. uh, from the Wildstorm universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who you think should go back to the Wildstorm universe, is that right? Well, like, I just think... I know, Mid- Midnight is one of the ones that actually works in the DC universe. Apo- okay. Apollo, his boyfriend, who mm. is pretty much like, you know, a Superman, Superman yeah. tier kind of superhero. It doesn't make sense that there are two Superman 
in Earth, especially when Apollo very rarely shows up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited for the Wildstorm thing, which actually starts this week. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, they, they did spotlights on on the Ray. They did spotlight on um, on. Of course, we got uh, Vixen, which was mm-hmm. fine. Um, Killer Frost, who was was a major player in the Justice League versus Suicide Squad series. Yep. And so why is she good now? Because she saved everybody. They make they make mention of that in this. Um, yeah, she ended up kind of saving like humanity at the end right. of that event. Okay, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, know. I mean, you know, we've all we've all been there. Absolutely, it's a very yeah. relatable position to be in. To be someone that literally sucks the life out of people, redeeming herself by saving the world. We've all been there. It's weird that Batman is on board with her, though. He's this like, is a very, this is a very now. positive Batman. He's with very his positive. Blinders on. Especially like, considering, yeah, the team that he's assembled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's he's hopelessly op- optimistic. But hey, there's all types of versions of Batman. I guess we, you know, this one's fine too. There's also all types of versions of Lobo. Yes. What happened to that skinny hipster Lobo? They made a, a reference to him. Uh, at the end of Justice League versus Suicide Squad, I think like, like this funny little okay. joke reference. He's just kind of kind of considered this like, whoops, sorry guys, like ignore that. Oh, so they weren't like that wasn't really him or anything. They oh, you know, no, no, of... actually, he was he was last seen in an episode in an issue of uh, Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, Laughley's the guy who like he, the greed um, lantern. Okay, it's like orange lantern means greed, and so he sure. he collects. He's like the, like a collector, mm. um, and so he he had him in a jar. Okay. Like, like uh, so that, that that's where that that that, that beautiful Lobo is. <laughs> but we've got back to classic Lobo, a character that I just do not understand the appeal of. But yeah, you know, I'm a firm believer of that. There's no such thing as a bad character. Like it's it's all in the hands that's of the writers. That's, exactly. that's yeah. absolutely so true. Yeah, I think there's enough. You know, he's he's got a good grasp of, of the characters in this, and even mm. though, like I said, the plot, the plot is non-existent, but it's a good precursory. You know, maybe the way you get the, around this many characters in a book is just to not have plot for the first issue. Right, yeah. It feels more like a zero issue, if that makes sense, than of issue one, if that... Well, actually, all these Rebirth number ones have straight up been zero issues. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah, yeah. that, that definitely works. Um, I, I tell you what, though, I did like at the end how they show it's like, next time on Justice League, and there's that little bit of... There's those hints towards what's happening in the next next few issues, which I quite liked. Yeah, Marvel's been doing that with their books recently, too. Oh, okay. So yeah, this that, year that, that's in Avengers. Not a, so that's not a... Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everyone, everyone does it all the time. Um, which of those panels uh, are you most excited about? I like uh, Ray Palmer. He's got his little um, Assassin's Creed outfit. I know what it straight up looks like. <laughs> Assassin's Creed with a gun. Um, no, that, that, that intrigued me. What's that shield Batman has? I don't know. Who's is that? Some pirate I feel like I should it. know. Yeah, I feel like someone's going to tell us. Serious issues at, King, at kingscomics.com. <laughs> um, I also like uh, uh, the Ray stabbing Lobo with sun. Oh, right, yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah, okay, like yeah. Blood. Um, what do you think bastitch means? Do you reckon it just straight up means bastard? You know how Lobo calls little saying that. Yeah, I kept wondering. I guess, That's his thing. Well, he's an alien, I guess, so yeah. it's from, it's a must be a swear from where he's from. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's, you know, I, I'll give uh, DC, Bastich is a better word than flark, which is what all the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's vague it's, all, it's never good when they make up a swear word in a TV show. Serenity used to do that a lot. Firefly used to do it. It's like, no, you can't make up a swear word. It doesn't work like that. Just use a real swear word. But it's comics. It's fine. Yeah. It's we were talking fun. about on, on, on Hey Fam recently, another podcast mm. I do with my friend Angus, um, that, you know, often, Star Wars doesn't need any extra compliments, but the... Uh, the word Jedi has to be yes, the heard, best made up. Issue. The it, best made up word. Issue. Episode, episode. Yeah, it happens all the time <laughs> uh, in this in this podcast constantly. Um, I feel like Jedi is the best made up word in pop culture. Absolutely, and they nearly made a Jedi Bendu, which is way worse. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was like the initial Jedi something Bendu, like, something like that. Yeah, that sucks. It's something that's kind of bled over into the um, uh, into the 
animated series, but Rebels at the moment. But yeah, it's a great word. It totally works. It, and it's plural. It can do everything. It's amazing. Mm. Closing thoughts on Justice League of America number one. Would you cons- would you consider reading more of this? Um, uh, probably not. But that being said, all the prequel stuff to this is, is quite interesting, right? So maybe uh, that's something. Yeah, I, I would definitely look. The Adam is is excellent. Yeah, and the others are like a fine to almost as good as the Adam. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, look, and uh, well, it seems like he's got a plan. Then he's obviously been building up to this, and you know, and this was fine. It wasn't terrible, but for me, I'm like, I've seen teams be assembled in. Many forms of media. So it didn't really grab me enough to follow it. That being said, maybe I'll go backwards and then when there's been a few more, I might... Pick up a trade or yeah, whatever. what about you? Is it... Is it I'm definitely... I, I think, you know, there are... I, I, it was a real bummer to have to not... To just go, I can't read this Justice League run anymore that Brian Hitch was doing. Oh, right. So I'm yeah. actually very excited to read um, a, a proper... A, you know, a great... DC team book because there yeah. aren't many of them right now like obviously there's the Titans which is another one I dropped too right, right, Teen yeah. Titans is really fun yeah yeah uh, but uh, yeah it's good to see this you know I mean B- Batman leading a team is always fun absolutely yeah sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> always uh, sometimes yeah so uh, we're going to move from DC to Marvel right now mm-hmm. uh, this is uh they're basically doing a whole bunch of uh, minis. I don't, I don't know if they're... If, actually, you know what? Every Marvel exclusively either puts out mini or maxi series now. They're mm. never going to go over 20 issues on any run. Just stop being mad about it. Just accept that this is what Marvel does now. <laughs> they want those mar- number one dollars. This is the, the way comics work now, unfortunately. Do you, do you think uh, that's why sales are waning? Do you have like a theory behind that? I mean, I, I'm... They're not really... I don't, I don't pay attention to sales because there are so yeah. many things that are overlooked. Sure. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. digital sales are very rarely counted in. Oh, the, really? Yeah, yeah. I know that. Okay. And, and they don't take into consideration trade sales, yep. you know, the on, as ongoing stuff. Like, a lot of people, people read comics very differently. Mm. From a purely story standpoint, I'm fine with creators signing on to do 12 issues. I wish they were a bit more transparent, like one of 12 would be nice in the numbering. Yes. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, then, then people are less likely to pick up issue six knowing that they've missed the first five. Whereas I feel like if it's like a long ongoing thing, they're like, oh, I'll just jump on this new arc. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. There are fours and against it. I think I just think like people are so angry that uh, Marvel constantly reset the number. But I yeah. think you'll find like I bet you the next Rebirth equivalent happens in less time than there were between not oh. less years than there were between New Fifty Two and Rebirth. Almost certainly, yeah. They seem to be happening. They, they get it's quicker and quicker, isn't it? They're corporations. The corporations do dumb things so they can keep <laughs> making sweet bucks, um, like tying into uh, the biggest uh, comic book property on television. Which is uh, Marvel's uh, Daredevil Netflix yes. show? That's me just taking a, a guess. I assume yeah, that, that makes was, sense. That was probably the biggest, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, so he's not showing up in anything apparently, anytime soon. Apparently, like movie wise. Oh no, Kingpin is not showing up in. We're talking about Kingpin, right? Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like just Daredevil as a whole. <laughs> oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's sure. Yeah. Um, Kingpin by far the best character portrayal in any television thing, and possibly movies included. For a comic? Like for a comic property. Yes. Like I, I think thought you just meant character. D'Onofrio, no, no, no. Best character D'Onofrio, ever. D'Onofrio's Kingpin, I think, oh, is, is almost, almost certainly. pitch perfect. The only thing I didn't like about him is he is kind of just like a big baby. But it also, it it, it, it makes total sense why he is the way he is. Yeah. Like he's, he, he's, he's a very complicated man, but at the same time he's got very specific triggers. You know, the, it, oh, no, I, I liked it. Uh, the, yes, the interrogation summary. scene between him and... Um, the Punisher, and then Daredevil. Fantastic. Sorry, the, in, in, in Daredevil, in yes. season two of Daredevil. I didn't love was, season two of Daredevil, but that I, part was amazing. Yeah, yeah, as good as comic book TV shows. Yeah, absolutely, get. completely. The agree. ending was fucking shit, mate. The yes, <laughs> yes, it was. And he's yeah, he's not showing up in uh, Defenders or anything. I think that or, makes sense. Or the Punisher. 
Because I, I can't really show up in the Punisher because the Punisher said, if I see you again, I'm going to kill you. So I guess maybe that's... No, they could still do it. Whatever. Anyway, it's not important. Yeah. I, was, I was actually surprised that he was even in Series 2 of Dead. Yeah, I, 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 that was, yeah I, didn't, I didn't see that coming, yeah. Um, and that's surprising for you because I feel like you're, you're, it's your, you have to keep abreast of all, that, all the news. I, um, I kind of stay off the... Because I don't cover the um, Netflix stuff as much in videos. Every now and then I do. Like I'll do an Easter egg video or whatever, but... For African communities. <laughs> Correct, yes. But... Um, but no, the Netflix and TV stuff, I'm kind of, I just kind of take a little bit of a step back from, which is good because I, then I can be surprised, which, which is nice because a lot of times with movies, I'm, I'm generally not, yeah. So Marvel have, uh, obviously they've got the Daredevil comic going. They've also, last week we reviewed uh, Bullseye number one. Which you loved. I really loved but it. But Siobhan did not. She did not. Yeah. Uh, but she's not here right now. So uh, universal praise from Serious Issues. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, we're getting an Electra comic next week. And uh, this is uh, Kingpin number one mm-hmm. this week. Uh, this arc is called Running With The Devil. It's written by one of my favorite new writers, Matthew Rosenberg. Um, who writes an incredible comic, which I highly recommend. It comes out through Black Mask called Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. I'm going to write that down right now. If you so. like comedy comics, and um, whenever you buy a comedy comic, you're like, why didn't I laugh one, <laughs> one time in this comic? <laughs> this is actually a, a laugh out loud crime comic. That's that, pretty that's rare. Like proper comedy. It's okay. Very, very right. good. He's a really great writer. Um, he also did, uh, he's doing the, the Rocket Raccoon book, which is surprisingly good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he even wrote a really good uh, Archie Meets the Ramones book that was way better <laughs> than it deserved to be because of him. Um, sure, yeah. And uh, during Civil War II, like the, the, the one of the small things that I loved during that mm-hmm. run of uh, you know, horrible forced tie-ins that Marvel was doing was they did a Kingpin book. And uh, Matthew Rosenberg wrote that. And it was this incredible... Uh, you know, another Kingpin versus Punisher story, but it was it was it was just brilliantly. It was a side of the punish of, of Kingpin that I've not seen in the comic books before, and definitely in line with the portrayal that we saw from D'Onofrio. So, do you think the reason this exists is because of that? Uh, possibly, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, the art in this one is by Ben Torres, who's nowhere near as scratchy and uh, and weird as whoever did the uh, Civil War Two run. But uh, mm. there's some funny moments of art within this book, largely. Uh, in the, his portrayal of the kingpin, the size of his hands. His hands are huge. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really are. I do like the comically large kingpin. I do enjoy that, but it's it's a little, it's a little bit, it's a, maybe a little bit too much. Like when his yeah. hands are like bigger than his head. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and he is a big man, but yeah, like look at this. I mean, you probably can't see it from me because I got it on my phone. Like when he's doing the jujitsu at the start. Yeah, well, if, if, you, if you if you turn the pages, there's a shot here of him. In his in his with his chest, oh, yeah. with his feet it. with his uh yeah <laughs> naked feet and he looks like he has six toes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, does he? No, I, I think uh, that's just like that's foot fat, I guess. Oh, foot but... fat. Okay, gotcha. Oh, thank God. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, ginormous appendages aside, um, he looks like the rhino. He's built like the rhino. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm. Um, almost looks like Ben Grimm, the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's like, that's the only criticism about this book. I think I, I really enjoyed I fucking it. Loved this yeah, book. I thought it was great. Yeah, this is a almost action-free mm-hmm. book that really like delves into the psyche of of Kingpin trying to like you know at least appear that he's doing the right yes. thing and hiring someone to write a book about him. Yep, a book or an article, a book, a book, yeah, uh, a listicle. Mm. Top, yeah. top ten great things <laughs> Kingpin has done for our city. Slammed a man's head in the door. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, we, we we meet a, a new character in the Marvel Universe, a, a struggling writer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who uh, is struggling financially, but also struggling to work out, you know, should she take this pretty decent amount of money to write about someone that she knows to be somewhat of a monster? And uh, basically he lets her into his life 
and um, you know, her some nice things. Yeah, and you know, he's he's obviously only letting her see a certain part of his life. Mm. And uh, there's a great scene towards the end after after they kind of like leave a a, a ball for, um, together. Mm-hmm. Um, they go and eat some donuts at the uh, <laughs> the first place that Kingpin worked at. I, I, I like that a lot. lot. So he, the, yeah. he goes, I, "This is where I f- first worked," and she goes, "Oh, so did you, did you used to sell donuts?" And he's like, "No, this is where I like did like like dealt drugs." Yeah, he's like, "Is that a shot at my weight?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and, I like that a lot. And uh, when they're leaving the donut shop, um, someone tries to mug the Kingpin. Um, Why would you? He's first, so well, he's so big. Look at his hands. <laughs> yeah, right. he could just flick you to death. <laughs> Um, but at first, he, first he, you know, he, he, he comes and asks him, asks for 20 bucks or whatever. And, mm. um, Kingpin pulls out a big roll of notes and then, so that the, he, you know, gives him a, gives him a 20 and then walks away. And then the guy comes back and asks for the rest of his money and his watch. Um, and Kingpin, you, 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 you're expecting, this is the part where he loses it. He snaps yes. as we've seen in the Netflix TV series. Uh, very, very well. The, 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 he goes from that very sympathetic sook to a raging, <laughs> uh, head smashing monster. Yeah. Um, Great in Jurassic World too. Uh, <laughs> um, also, I love uh, the big Lego fan. I love that I have a Vincent D'Onofrio Lego minifig from the Jurassic World set. <laughs> oh, really? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, the, um, after they, they leave, and you know, Kingpin kind of keeps his cool and says, you know, I, I, I hope you escape this life to the uh, to the mugger, and you know, parts with his watch and his money. Mm. Uh, you think, oh wow, maybe he has really turned a leaf. What a good bloke! See, my initial thought was, oh, he's paid this guy to do this. Me too. That's what I thought. Me yeah. too. Mm. But, but uh, uh, spoilers. But the twist is, uh, the next or like later that night, um, the uh, the writer um, walks back to her apartment, and there's a, a crime scene, mm. and. Um, there's a there's a there's there's two cops um, with a, uh, a a junkie some but it's it's the, the the mugger that we saw he's lying dead with a syringe in his arm in a pile of trash with the police around it's him. It's also in the uh, it's on this side of his arm on his forearm. It's not it's not on the it's in the wrong. Who knows? Who knows yeah. how, how this guy thinks arms and legs work? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's great. I mean, it, it's that's, that's a great hook. You know, did the kingpin kill this man or whatever? Did he just have an overdose on? I'm in. 100%. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm always in. A morally ambiguous character is yes. my crack. Yeah. I just like. I. I, I know that, that it's such a trope. You know that, that mm. the bad to, to paint the bad guy in a good light. But you know, it's why Loki is far and away the best Marvel villain in, yeah. in, in, in the film universe. Is because Absolutely. you like him so much. Yeah. Even that's... though he's killed a bunch of guys. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Um, this seemed a bit. Um, Jeff Loeb. The art. Am I wrong about that? Jeff Loeb is a writer. Not Jeff Loeb. Tim Sale. Tim, yeah. Sorry, Tim Sale. Yeah. Um, See, I don't know anything about writers are artists. Yeah, <laughs> I only know because someone corrected me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Actually, there is a Tim Sale like uh, elements of it. it yeah, obviously. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah that, look, for me, that, that was the only disappointing thing was the art, and that's not to say that it's bad, except for when he's drawing hands and things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, the I wish I could remember the, the name of the artist who did the last run, but. Mm. That for me was just so unique, and like there were so many like chaotic, angry scenes that were portrayed so well through sca- scratchy lines through it. Yep. And I, I was really hopefully he'll join in for a future arc. But uh, cool. Matt Rosenberg has a great grasp of Kingpin. Uh, there is no way in heck I'm uh, not going to read every single issue. No, nah, that's, that's great. Do we know how many this is going to go for? I mean, just ongoing. Or? I don't know, Marvel at least three. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I can read three. <laughs> Watch it get cancelled after two now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see this being cancelled. Surely not. No, no. They, yeah. they, 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 I mean, I think this definitely screams miniseries. No, I mean, that's the yeah, thing. Like, these, yeah. are, that's the thing. These, these, 
they get creators on to tell like you know a six or a twelve issue story. Like mm. not everything needs to be this forever changing long arc. I completely agree. Because you know yeah. with the, even with my favorite arcs from like you know someone doing a sixty issue. You know even when we say Invincible earlier, like mm. yeah, it is an, it is an incredible rarity for something to go that long. But there are yeah. inevitable lulls. I'd much rather yeah. creator I like go from book to book. Yep, sure. And, yeah. uh, and, and write the stories and not get stuck that he in wants to write. Universe. He or she wants to write. Yeah. yeah. No, I can understand that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, this gets a, a big tick from me. I really enjoyed this. Agreed. Even more than Bullseye. And I'm pretty sure Siobhan would have liked this one too. I'm, just gonna, I'm not even going to ask her. I'm just going to say. Rest it. in peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, those are our DC and Marvel reviews of number ones from this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, have you got a, a publisher that you would like to visit next? Why don't we go to Fathom? Fathom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like man. Aspen Comics. Uh, so I um, only picked this up because uh, Siobhan makes me read all of the funny, sexy superhero comics uh, that are independent, very pervy, um, <laughs> aren't like you know, without stereotyping uh, regular customers. Yeah. They are bought by a particular kind of person, right? Mass, okay, and they pick up all the all the even sexier variant covers. It's so nineties, isn't it? Like, there's, but there's a there's a huge market for it. So this uh, it's called Fathom. It's written by Michael Turner. I've and, never read something like this. Like I've seen stuff like this, but I've it's, never actually. It's just that there is there's part of my brain that does not let myself buy things like this. Yeah, like we're we're an inclusive podcast, guys, and that means we read pervy pieces of shit too. And now I said like a perv because I'm like, what what should we read next? The sexiest one. That was, I had I had choice, and this is the one I chose. I'm an idiot. So Siobhan was like, we have to pick this one up. And I, and I was like, well, you're not doing first things first this week. So you've got to let me know why I had to pick this up. And so uh, yeah. Siobhan says, uh, I kind of liked it, actually. <laughs> uh, Fathom was created by Michael Turner. It's very Witchblade. And he was famous for doing very scantily clad versions of Supergirl with teeny waist and massive boobs. He died of cancer a few years ago and was, by all accounts, a super nice dude, though. Fathom is his most popular and enduring character. So, I've never heard of this character. I read a little bit of Wikipedia stuff to be like, who is this? What? So this is, yeah, um, an a, a, um, eight-issue miniseries called All New Fathom. Um, Michael Turner's All New Fathom, written by Blaith North- Northcott, with art by Marco Renner. Um, have you watched... Um, there's a friend of ours, Aaron Gox... Uh, a Melbourne, a Brisbane now living in Melbourne, a comedian. Mm. He did that classic Stitch Up video that went viral last year. Did you see that? I don't think I have. No, bro. I know. What am I doing? <laughs> You're not it's watching busy Australia's <laughs> viral sensations. <laughs> Just recently, he did a um, a reimagining of Ocean Girl, which was a uh, after school Australian kids TV <laughs> show about a girl who had a connection to the ocean and would like stop people from polluting she it was constantly. An ocean girl. She could talk to a whale. Kids went to school underwater. It was the future. And I got <laughs> I got glimpses of uh, of Ocean Girl in this comic. I could I could absolutely see that, yeah, because she can't she's not she can't breathe underwater, but she's got better lung capacity. Is that right? She's and faster. She than She can a control person. the water too. She can control the water. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so Which she, I, I thought that's an interesting set of powers. Like, yeah, I'm for sure. sure yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, you know what? You do this to Meso every oh, single no. week. I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I didn't retain anything from this comic. So, James, what happened in All New Fathom number 1? <laughs> okay, so her name isn't Fathom. It's what was it again? <laughs> no, is her name Fathom? I don't know. <laughs> I should know this. Uh, um from beneath the tides she was born, above the sea level she was raised. 
On the surface, she is a marine biologist, yet under the surface, she is something far more. She is something elite. Maybe her name is Fathom. Okay. It's got to be Fathom, because why else would it just be called Fathom yeah, if her really name wasn't point. Fathom? Yeah. Like, can you fathom that a girl has water powers? <laughs> I'm off to a great start. So she's a, she's a sexy surfer marine biologist. Uh, and, and so it opens with her being a... She's in a fight with a, um, with a Lobo Aquaman-looking sea demon... Together king. at last. God, yeah, that's right. Who, a guy who claims to be a god... But then, but he also has a scar, which she calls him out on. He's like, "Oh, you could be his god because he's got a scar on you." Anyway, so she she accidentally comes across his underground lair, and in doing so, they get in this raging battle across the sea and through the city, and he's knocking down buildings and she's saving people, and then she becomes a viral sensation, <laughs> and then she gets Milo Yiannopoulos banned from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> she gets Miloed. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, because he says that she's too fat. Uh, and then she discovers that that guy has a connection to her people who are called the Blue, apparently, because he has... The a- God, not Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, sorry, right, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got a glaive. Is that what that's called? You know, the, the, the spinny bladey thing? It's your, it's your recap, mate. <laughs> sure, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, so she defeats him by freezing him in ice and then he kills himself for no reason, which is weird because he was like, oh my God, I'm undefeatable. And then he just cyanides himself or whatever the the fish man equivalent of that is at the end and, uh, and, and, and dies. I did like how she could make her, she could toughen the water on her skin so that, you know, she could take a hit. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's an interesting power. That's cool. I also thought this guy looks like he's like a very old, like, you know, God, he's covered in like relics, like, you know, rusted old things. But sure, when he yeah. kills himself, he like taps his uh, like wrist metal. Yes. And it goes bleep, bleep, like it's like electronic. What the fuck's going on there? <laughs> I have no idea. It's so accessible as well. It's like right there, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I have no idea what this is about. I'm not coming back to it. She gets an even sexier outfit at the end. Because she touches that weird... Did you say called a glaive? I think it's a glaive. I might be wrong. Email in. But, uh, it's, it's, not just, it's not so much sexy it is, as it is completely impractical while yeah. leaving as much boob and bikini area <laughs> yeah, it revealed as down, possible. It shrinks down the outfit that she was wearing. Like, there's less of it when the outfit appears. Yeah. It's very bizarre. It's a great, great butt shot. Yes, there is right before, yeah. That's right, yeah, that's right up there. But, uh, look, it's, it's, not, it's not terrible, I guess, but it's... Uh, I'm going to counter that with, it is terrible, I <laughs> okay, guess. <sure. laughs> okay, fair enough. But, if, I mean, if you are an Aspen comic reader, this is par for the course, and right. this is your favourite comic, so congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, did you think there's any redeeming qualities in this comic at all? No, you know what? It isn't that bad. Story-wise, it actually, you know, it was followable. Yes. (laughs) I didn't didn't understand the motivations of the seaman or what he was about or why he killed himself or any of that. And how his tech could work underwater. Yeah, that's right. And look, I I never will understand that, but... um, You can't fathom it? I certainly can't, which is her name, apparently. Uh, Maybe her name is Fat Hom, (laughs) because... That might be it, yeah. But no, I, I, I couldn't recommend this. No, absolutely well, I'm, I'm glad we got yeah. that one out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about one of my favorite comics uh, called Empowered, which is uh, a Dark Horse book written and usually drawn by Adam Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, very uh, influenced by um, like manga. Um, and it's a uh, almost like commentary on sexiness within superheroes. Um, right. em- Empowered is a superhero who has like an alien suit that every time she takes a hit, it like falls apart. So, so she's the blue one. 
Yes, right? the girl wearing a blue blue, so blue suit there, the blonde hair. So girl. she's so called Empowered. Empowered, yeah. Or, okay, because I was short. confused about who was who in this, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I, this, is, this is not a great jumping maybe point this is the, the one where, yeah, Maybe this is the one where I thought, there's the name of the person, not the name of the comic. Maybe I was getting this confused with Fathom. Anyway, sorry. Fathom, obviously her name is Fathom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Empowered is this like, you know, it's a very funny comedy superhero book um, where, where our characters are obviously sexy. You have, you know, very curvy women and very like you know muscular sweaty dudes um but it is a commentary on while still being exactly what it's making a commentary on like about sexiness within mm. within comics um it's all it's it's a, as much a relationship comic as, a, as it is a superhero comic and um the character of empowered is actually like one of my favorite comics to catch up on whenever he puts a new book out oh really so this is pretty at least few and far between uh, so he, he what he does is he'll, he'll put out like a, almost like a, a, a trade length um, every okay. other year. Yeah, um, yep, and gotcha. I think the last one we got was 2015, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which was excellent. Uh, has an amazing cast of characters. They're great, you know, one note joke characters that he then fleshes out in the future, and you know, makes them do huge sacrifices that get you all emotional. And you oh, know, really? Yeah, it's it's a very very great. I series. didn't get any of that from this. That's because <laughs> in between those big collections that he puts out he will do one shots he did one with brandon graham um last year and uh basically what he does is he he gets a guest artist to come on Mm -hmm. and uh and draw the book and he writes the book normally he writes and draws it and his style is is fantastic what what drew me to the book to begin with okay um this book is uh written by someone that he found a chilean artist called carla diaz Mm -hmm. and art is phenomenal um, really, really great. Look, it looks a little bit web comic-y, but uh, sure, yeah. it, it suits the nature of this, you know, this basically it's, it's a romance story more than it is a superhero story about a, uh, this, it's, this is called Empowered and the Soldier of Love. And the Soldier of Love is a uh, Spanish um, superhero that looks more like Sailor Moon, I guess. Yeah. Or, or roughly in purple haired yep. who, uh, who, who vapes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and she's basically making all of these characters that, we thought hated each other within the empowered universe, fall in love with each other and have uh, public intercourse and mm. sexed instead of fighting crime. It, it felt like yeah, every, all these characters, well, they even say this are being shipped and paired off. And there was this great in joke going on with all these characters that I don't know anything about. So I'm like, maybe this is good if I knew who any of these people are. Yeah, sure. So like, I don't care if so-and-so hooks up with whatever. Is that weird? I don't know. Uh, I mean, friends? a lot of, a lot of these, um, a lot of these characters were invented purely for this book. Oh, okay, so, right. Yeah, yeah, but I think I—I I guess I know that they do that constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this may be not the most uh, uh, new reader-friendly edition of Empower, but there's a massive fan base for it. Okay, already. cool. So, I so, think it, so, go back on this. Would you say? Man, I would highly recommend. Yeah, in yeah. fact, um, Siobhan runs a Queens of Kings, which is a, a comic book group for women at Kings Comics, mm. and uh, every month they get together on a Sunday evening. And they discuss a trade that they've all read together. And this week, um, they've they're doing empowered. Uh, cool. this, I think it's this this Sunday. Go to yep. Queens of Kings on Facebook. Um, go check it out if you live in Sydney. It's a really awesome group. I will uh, for women. It's oh great. no, I won't then. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you and I both know how fucking easy it is to talk about comics with dudes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of us. Uh, you can in fact uh, talk about comics all day on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com/slash/group/slash/series/podcast. We just hit 500 members, which is nice very work. cool. That's very awesome. Fun. I mean, all we do is just talk about comics all day and, and, and avoid our jobs and families. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, empowered. The soldier of love. Was there anything you liked about this one? 
like you said, the art was quite good. Um, I feel like it's something I yeah maybe I would enjoy more if I if I knew the characters. Now that you said this about the suit, I, I just noticed that the suit seemed to be like breaking off her. Yeah, I mean most most like oh, the cool. first arc that that's that, that's a joke is that like she's a crap super superhero right. that has a heart of gold and wants to do right. Yeah, but everyone makes fun of her because she's pretty much naked by the end of every one of her battles. Does the suit regenerate? Yes. Okay. Cool. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's it's somewhat sentient, like like the Venom suit. Right, right. Yeah, like anyway. a tech jacket sort of. Yeah, it's very very great series. Highly recommend Empowered. Uh, don't jump on it with this one. Though. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk about another one that I'm sure you uh, didn't grasp very well? Right. Divinity Three, the Stalin verse. This is. Uh... I really liked this. Oh, cool! I, I loved it too. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. You, uh... I don't really know these characters. I mean, I know them, but I don't know them that well. But I'm like, what is this universe? I, I love an alternate yep. modern day where something's gone wrong or, or whatever. Because like, obviously, in this case, the Russians have kind of taken over. Yeah, and... so there, there have been three events, all written by Matt Kent. Um... Uh, with art by someone whose name I always forget. Um, but uh, it's called Divinity, and it's basically about um, three cosmonauts that get uh, left in space and then return to Earth with in- incredible powers. And at the end of the last one, uh, one of the characters has the powers to shift reality, and that's exactly what's happened uh, here. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. shifted reality so that Russia is the main superpower in the world. Yep. And so, in turn, most of uh, Valiant's heroes, your blood shorts, your blood shorts, blood shorts, blood shorts. I always say blood spot. I don't know why. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Exo Manowar, Bloodshot, they now work for Russia. Yes. On, um, and uh, this one is uh, Shadow Man and the Battle of New Stalingrad. These are all little one-shots uh, set in the um, Stalinverse. Um, world that Divinity Three is 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 telling, um, and uh, so far we've had a Bloodshot one, we've had an Exo Manowar one, and this is yeah Shadow Man, uh, who is still in America, um, New Orleans where he's from has fallen, and uh, this is him now taking the fight to New York, and he goes up against Bloodshot, and he goes up against uh, Exo Manowar. It's gruesome, it's bloody. Mm. Um, Maybe but, it's a trap. Yeah, 
Um, so I, that, that's strange because I, I didn't know any of the backstory of this. I read the bit at the start where it's like 1922 and it's like the alternate timeline. I'm like, I can't remember all this. <laughs> but as soon as I was into it, I'm like, oh no, I get it. Russians taking over. It's a modern day. Great. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. It's really, it's really well drawn. The, yeah, the battles are crazy. I'm not, I'm not even really familiar with his powers, but I like the way he used him. He's, he storms in on like a giant rotting rhinoceros. I mean, yeah, uh, so Triceratops Shadow Man has access to the spirits of the dead. Is, mm. that, is that his superpowers? And he can conjure them up and then use them to fight his fight for him. Yeah, yep. Do you have you got any, any history with that character? Not at all, no. I, uh, I, I feel like it's something I'm vaguely aware of. The other two that appear, yes, but, but no, I, didn't, I don't really know anything about it. So when, when Valiant came back, I mean, that triumphant return, uh, mm. you know, five or however many years ago it was, yeah. the only Valiant characters that I remember were from, from the comics were Shadow Man, right, I don't know why I remembered him. I just did remember the name and mm. Turok because the yes. Valiant used to put up the Turok characters. I only just found out that the comics. I didn't know that Turok was a, yeah, I always thought he was an N64 character. That I, I'm not sure which to... one came first, but. Uh, okay, right. Yeah. Who knows? Let us know. Serious issue. Whatever the fucking email is. Um, so the art on this one is uh, by Robert Gill and it's written by Scott Wilson. And uh, this is a great one shot that just kind of peeks into this world. We've only really seen Russia in these uh, in in divinity so far so it's great to go over to america and see them struggling against uh the superpower that is uh russia with superheroes led by vladimir putin yes <laughs> is putin in this one i don't think so they he's mentioned i think putin is yeah. he's actually in all the other comics oh, okay, which, is, right. which is really really fun like a very he's like you know accurate likeness of putin yeah <laughs> uh yeah I'm, I'm really glad you like this and uh, the backup is uh, written by matt kent who's doing divinity um, with art by um, Juan Jose Rip, um, and uh, it is the origin story of another um, Russian superhero within Divinity called Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. So I actually skipped that; I just kind of skimmed over it. All right, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I should. I Matt should Kent's a great it. writer too. Yeah, yeah. Um, highly recommend checking out all, all Matt Kent stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, are you, are you are you interested in, in the Valiant stuff at all? Uh, yes and no. I I, I read the the newest uh, a lot of the newest Bloods uh, Bloodshot stuff. Blood spot, where, blood shorts. Bloods where he's where he's uh, a whole lot of his nanotechnologies with other people. So he's kind of going across the country or whatever it's calling to him, and he's getting yep. getting it back bit by bit. I kind of dropped off that at some point, but no, I I'm not not interested. Yeah, but this like this really hooked me. Yeah, in, the so Divinity I'm gonna, I'm stories are awesome. This. Highly yeah. recommend the Divinity stories, and also a great kind of jump on point for a more recent. Um, Valiant arc that kind of sets up all the bloodshot stuff is um, just a, a comic book called The Valiant. Okay. With uh, I think it was written by Matt Kent, Jeff Lemire, with art by um, Paolo Riviera, which is really, really great. That's a good team. Highly recommend that yeah. one. Um, yeah, so that's Divinity, number three, uh, Shadow Man. And Big the, thumbs up. And The Battle of New Stalingrad. That's your favorite for the week so far? Or it, Kingpin? It might be this, actually. Big I really like Kingpin. Kingpin. I like Would you rather like... Enormous Hands or Death Powers? <laughs> I gotta like death powers. <laughs> no, there is something to be said for enormous hands and feet with six toes. But no, probably divinity. You know what? Divinity was one that surprised me. I yep. think that's so. I'm probably have to give it to give it to that. With Kingpin, I'm like, oh, this will probably be at least okay. Yeah, King, but looking at that cover, I'm like, shad. What's it called? What's the actual cover art? So Shadow Man and the Battle of New Stalingrad. Yeah, exactly. You're I'm like, like oh, I don't. I don't here, know what sure. this is, but no. Very, very pleasantly surprised. Oh, well, speaking of uh, superheroes that uh, I know nothing about, but I know that a lot of people are big fans of them. Um, I've read my I read my first John Carter related anything. Me this too. Week. I've seen half of the movie. 
It was okay. So all I know is that John Carter is a guy on Mars at some point. Yes. Is he a pulp hero? Is he like around? Is he like Flash Gordon? Yeah, era? he's like. Oh, I think he's even before that. He's more kind of he's your Tarzan era kind of hero. Oh right. Yeah, he's from he's from Mason would be the guy to ask about this. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's a man from like I want to say the twenties, thirties, maybe thirties, and he's. He's thrown, he's thrown to Mars inexplicably. In Who there. throws him? I can't remember. Teleportation gate. I can't remember. <laughs> but someone's strong with big hands. Blood shorts. <laughs> Blood shorts did. But, um, and there because he's, he's got... Because uh, the gravity's not as strong. So he can leap great distances and he's the strongest man there or one of and, right. and whatever. And he liberates the, the people of Bassoon, which yep. I think Mars is called. Uh, not a character I care about, um, but this is... So this takes place like years after he's liberated them and his ancestor has taken over. His great-great-grandson? They say son, but there's a bit where they also say great-great-grandson. And also his great-great-grandson or son is named John Carter. Okay, right. I didn't is he? That. I did, is that I... true? I didn't pick up on that. So this yeah. is written by... Um, I was like, oh, maybe I will like this because it's written by Brian Wood with Alex Cox. Uh, right. Brian Wood, the writer of many things, including the Aliens Defiance run that we were talking about earlier. Love it. Um, he's writing a lot of great books at the moment, actually having a little bit of a renaissance period. So I was like, oh, here we go. Like he's nothing but quality so far. Mm. Um, art on this one is uh, by Hayden Sherman with um, colors by Chris O'Halloran. Um, I actually read this one twice because I was so lost in the... Um, my first reading of it. So There's, you had like no idea about this character at all? No. I'm oh, like, well, that would have been super confusing because I know a little <laughs> bit about it. So I'm like, oh no, I get this sort of, but you had like no frame of reference. Nothing coming into Who this played set. him in the, um, in the uh, Taylor Kitsch, Gambit's own. Oh, right. Friday Night Lights, that bloke. Yeah. I like Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, he's good. Um, well, I did once call him a horse filled with bees because he looks good on the outside, but he ruins movies. I think that's unfair. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Is that, a, is that like a, a common term? No, I made that up. <laughs> but everybody's welcome to use horse filled with bees. Fantastic. So this is called John Carter, The End. And uh, yeah, um, it opens on Titan. The, the first like 10 pages or whatever are wordless. And mm-hmm. I, the, I feel like the art let these panels down because it's quite hard to follow exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've, I've, yeah, we kind of see an older couple on Titan. Um, get approached by aliens who demand the answer to the question, where is John Carter? And then he Love Mars. And uh, then we learn that their son, who they left on Mars, k- like killed everybody. Yeah, they thought... She thought that he was dead. His, his, his mum or great-grandmother, whichever Very time... Very I don't know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- uh, her husband said that they that they killed their son or whatever the fuck John Carter was, mm. but he he just sent him away. Yep. And so he's gone and he's apparently enslaved and destroyed most of Mars. Yep, yep. And so they go with the... Probably should have come for John Carter a bit earlier, don't you think? <laughs> like, it looks like he's been doing that for a while. Mm. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe they, they walked to Titan. That's, that's possible, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they then they kind of go back to Mars with the aliens and... They see Mars in ruin, mm-hmm. but this artwork is quite scratchy anyway, so yeah. it doesn't really look too different to the worlds that we didn't see. That That's true, ruin. yeah. Um, I, that being said, I didn't hate the art. No, I didn't either. Yeah, I just thought, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know if it was the best match for this kind of right. uh, book. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, and then I guess the the mother or great-great-grandmother gets kidnapped, maybe? I don't know. It was I think a- she runs away at the end. She goes after her son. Oh, That's right. The there she goes. She's running. It. Yeah. I think I may be wrong. And there's a big shrine to John Carter lo- of Mars, looming yeah. over. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Carter of Mars. Yeah. yeah, looming over the uh, yeah 
No, so is this something that you? So you had to read it twice. So I take it you didn't really enjoy this. I no, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I think for me, I, did, I like. I, you know, it didn't help that I knew nothing about the character. Right. Is is? <laughs> I think I got him confused with Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> which which elements? <laughs> I, I don't know anything about either of them. Jack Reacher's a no nonsense uh, man from the Midwest, uh, solving mysteries. Based on a comic? People. No, that's no. A, they're ba- it's, it's one of those books that your dad probably reads. You know, it's like a uh, you know, like a, someone who reads the client, or it's like those kind of things. He's an all-American hero. He's a man of few words. And right. He's solving crimes for the military. Or Another whatever. failed movie franchise, though, right? Exactly. That's, that's yes. the only reason I put those two things together. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> that makes sense now. I do like the ship design. Yeah, no, there's some incredible stuff. It, yeah. the, the art is actually really, really good. I just think it was a, a hard, a hard book to follow. For me. Right. Yeah. Off the bat, especially like you said, because there's the ship that lands and they kind of shoot it out of the air, and it's kind of unclear about who's yeah. how that's kind of happening. Yeah. But but no, you know what? I, I might actually follow this for a little bit. Brian Wood yeah. is is generally pretty great. He even yeah. he you know he was actually in charge of the Star Wars comics before Dark Horse lost the license. Right, the last okay. one of Star Wars comics that. they did. He did. He's done lots of great stuff. Uh, Northland is the Viking comic he did. DMZ. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's tons of great Brian Wood stuff. So I think just just the fact that he's on this, I might give it a couple more issues. But, sure. Uh, and now you have all that background on John Carter. You're ready yeah, thank to go. You so much. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, yeah. Happy to help. My dad read books about him, right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James, did you keep reading uh, this book after and see the last few pages? I did not. What happened? So this is published there? by Dynamite Comics, and the next thing that they're putting out, very, very surprising, because uh, I would never expect this movie to make that good of a comic. They're making John Wick comic books. What? Where does it say that? Uh, Hang on, I'm skipping ahead. Skip ahead, like just after yeah. this. Pretty much as soon as this, this is after to be continued. I've gone past it then. John Wick. Um, yeah. Sometimes this app is so shit. Is that so, just me? <laughs> you, so James reads comics on his phone, everybody. I so do, I judge do. him for that. <laughs> oh, no, I completely miss that. Oh, that's cool. I would have loved to have watched John Wick this week if it had an Australian release date. Or last week, sorry. Oh, yeah. John Wick 2. John Wick 2, John Wick 2, yeah. Another dog. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's kind of exciting, isn't it? I don't know. Would that make a good comic book, you think? Potentially. I like the world. Of, of, did you see the first one? Yeah, but yeah, John Wick doesn't talk much. That's true. I guess, and, and, I guess I, you know, I like Punisher books. And how, do you, how do you gun foo in comics? I guess it depends who's a big... This will mostly hinge on the artist, I'd imagine. And mostly. Dynamite, unfortunately, very rarely splurges on great artists. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, so uh, when Mesa was on two weeks mm. ago, we, we re- re- um, reviewed about the uh, Warren Ellis and Anne Masters James Bond run, which... Yep. Yeah, must great artists, perfect on that book, and so yeah. that was a rare case of them getting a really high tier artist on a book. Mm. Um, I, I don't, it doesn't, doesn't say the creative team, but um, no, you're right. It'll, it, it'll, it'll be very reliant on, on on a great artist to make I, that. I wonder if it's a prequel. Who knows? Like, you know, anything? Yeah, who knows? Mm. Um, so hopefully, I'll be on tour with I don't know, fucking five, <laughs> and, <laughs> when, the, when and then one of that comes out, we can do, we dream. can review that together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's left? What do we got? I think there's one more. Rom. Oh, there's Rom. two more, sorry. Rom yeah. Space Oh, okay. Let, let, let's end on Rom. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's, go, let's do Death Be Damned first. This is a, yep. uh, a boom book uh, run by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Are you familiar with those guys? I am not. So they run a podcast um, ah. like you and me. Wow. Uh, but their one is called uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour. Mm-hmm. And it is a live um, reading of radio plays that they do in L.A., 
The um, ones that they write? Yeah. And wow. they um, they have like lots of comedians that we like, all LA-based comedians, like mm-hmm. Paul F. Tompkins, Nick Kroll, Scott Aukerman have been guests at Aubrey Plaza, guest voices on this podcast. It's really cool. They've actually toured great. Australia before too. All right. Um, and they've, they've been doing more and more comic stuff. They wrote a really great, um, surprisingly great... Um, Deadpool and Gambit comic that we read last year. Okay. Um, and they've done various Deadpool one-shots and things like that as well. Mm. They did King's Quest with the Phantom and Prince Valiant over at uh, Dynamite. But this is uh, their first um, foray into creator-owned comics, Death, mm-hmm. Death Be Damned. And uh, it is a, a Western. And I always get excited when I, when I start a Western because I'm like, oh, I love cowboys and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I always get let down because there's always a fucking supernatural twist. <laughs> I just <laughs> want a quality cowboy book. Just a standard, oh, wow, that, yeah, that, 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 this quickly takes a turn. Though, is she, is she dead at the start? I feel like she is. I don't know. I feel like she's brought back twice. Anyway, I'm probably jumping ahead of the story here. So we meet a woman whose family is killed by like pillaging cowboys, mm-hmm. uh, raping and or pillaging yep. cowboys. Loving it. Um, and, they uh, are, not me, just to be clear. <laughs> um, and she vows to get her revenge. She's, she buries her family and then, and then goes into town to seek her revenge. Um, we then meet a um, someone who works in, a, in like the morgue in mm. this town. It's set in uh, South Pass City, Wyoming in 1873. And um, this uh, guy who runs the morgue uh, deals in the supernatural or attempts to. He's like yes. studying the supernatural. We see him cut up a body, wipe the blood on his head and... Uh, dance about chant some stuff chant some characters Um, and uh, quite soon into her revenge mission um, our what would be our hero uh, is shot in the head and killed before she seeks any revenge properly Mm -hmm. Um, but then she goes to the morgue and is brought back to life by our creepy morgue guy and uh, she doesn't want doesn't doesn't want a bar of it. No, doesn't want to learn. I don't. <laughs> doesn't that, really believe that she was dead. And is like, I don't care. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. To it, which is a bizarre thing. Probably it's not what I would say if I woke up naked, covered in blood, mm. with a hole in my head. Yeah. Um, and uh, she gets killed again at the end of this book. Yeah. And someone steals a bunch of bodies. Oh no, yeah. he doesn't steal it. No, that, that's a guy. Uh, the the the, the, the gallowsman takes a bunch of freshly hung, hanged. People in a way in his wagon, but it looks like one of them one is of them coming is maybe back to life. Alive, yeah. So it looks like it's going to be a zombie western book. <laughs> Do those two genres sound like they'd be a good match for you? No. That being said, I quite liked this. I, I liked the idea of revenge. I liked how quickly she it did not go well for her. Do you know what I mean? Like she she went in guns blazing, ready to kind of you know wreak revenge on this on this these bandits, and she's just outclassed like immediately. So I guess I it could be interesting from the perspective of she's going to you know keep dying and maybe keep getting better. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I um I quite like this. The art is interesting. I didn't love it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of good. It's, uh, the simplicity of it's kind of nice, though. I guess. Nice yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely you know cartooning more than it is yeah. like you know comic book artwork. What we've come to expect from modern comic book artwork. Mm. I think I think it worked for the story. Yeah, I can't. Um, especially that. the more supernatural stuff. I thought was was really great. All the like the the, the the stuff that should be gross was actually like not not gross. No, it wasn't. Yeah, um, which wasn't like cool. Invincible where you see entrails and whatever. Yeah, oh or boy, like, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. That someone like face face smashed in. And, yeah, teeth, that tongue flapping. Ah, so much that. of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Look, I, I think this was not an incredibly strong beginning of this series, but I probably will give. I, I generally always give, uh, you know, creator own series at least two, sure. three issues before I make a call whether to read it or drop it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep checking in with this one. Me too. Look, it, yeah, it didn't blow me away, but I, uh, no, I thought there was some, there, there was some definite strengths to it. Yeah, and I like the main character as well. I like that. Yeah, I enjoy the way it opens. I like it, the the way that, I know, I like the way it kind of built to her death. You know what I mean? You follow her. And Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, the art was by Hannah Christensen. Okay. Um, pretty fun stuff. Yeah. Pretty good art. Um, at the back of this comic um, is a uh, advertisement for a comic that I'm very excited about. Just going to give a little quick shout out. One of my favorite writers from the last year is Matt Kint. Uh, we've loved his books, Depth and Ether, uh, and all the stuff that he does for Valiant. He's got another creator-owned book that he's doing called Grass Kings. Okay. Like with painted art by Tyler Jenkins. Matt Kent's choice of artwork is always so good. Um, highly recommend. Actually, you'd love Depth. There are two two books at the moment. As, as someone this I know, does, just looking at that, I'm I, like, I do like that. I know art. you're yeah. a sci-fi fan. I would highly recommend Matt Kent's Depth, which is a um a a, 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 a murder mystery book set under the water in mm-hmm. like a um you know life aquatic esque aqua base. Okay. And then another book, which is a murder mystery set in space mm. called Hadrian's Wall. I, I have read that. Yeah, right, that I love it. It's, ama- it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. I think with me, like, you know, one of the biggest things from, I think, what, what 50, 50 ish weeks of almost 50 weeks of, of reading 50 or more comics mm. for this podcast is you really come to appreciate the creator own stuff. Even right. though you read way more superhero stuff. Yeah. That's like lately now I've actually been, Forcing myself to read the the creative stuff, the creator and stuff first, so I you know I don't write like sometimes like the last hour before the show, Shimon and I will just kind of pump through as many comics as possible. Right, right, yeah. And uh, it's it's you know it's it's an, it's it's doing it a disservice to do that to something like creator own, Absolutely. whereas superior book gives a shit. To be honest, do you think it's the freedom of creativity that, that you can get something pretty unique from that? So yeah, you're like, well, I have to make a nine man story, and I kind of I've got my own ideas, but there's certain there's, I have to work there's ten events in the next three months that I need to tie into. Yeah, and, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, to, to telling something that's absolutely in your own little controlled universe is uh, always going to be a stronger tale. Sure, yeah. So yeah, Grass Kings definitely something to look out for in the future. We got one more book, James. Yep. One more book to go, uh, and it is a character that uh, actually no. First of all, I just wanna, have you ever done like, uh, you guys do little specials of Weekly Planet? Have you ever done a Western special? We did a Western movie special. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. What, what's your fave? Uh, I quite like Unforgiven. What did I say at the time? I really like Butch, Butch Cassidy. Oh, yeah, good It's one fun. of my faves of all time. Um, it's one of those things where as we went through, I'm like, I think I really love Westerns. I didn't realize that I did until uh, 310 to Yuma, the recent one I quite liked. Yeah, it is. It really surprised me. Yeah, It's not like the greatest movie ever made, but it's, but it's pretty solid. Um, did you see the Magnificent Seven remake? I saw most of it and I stopped. Yeah, yeah right. it was no good. I love the original Magnificent Seven. Yeah, and it's then great. Seven Samurai before that. But yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, it didn't didn't grab me. It, it felt like it should. I'm like, I like everybody in this, and it's the Magnificent Seven, but it's it was a bit kind of whatever, unfortunately. From yeah, I wish there were more Western comics. There's definitely things set in Western worlds. Straight up, always Westerns. a twist. <laughs> yeah. Azarello did a really good Western. Cowboys, comic aliens. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Do you have any favorite comics? Western comics. No, I, 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 there's um, the Six Gun, which is by mm. Cullen Bunn, one of the few Cullen Bunn comics who wrote. He wrote Darth Maul. Um, okay, that I, I really, really love Classic, that. Yeah. But that is very much lots of supernatural stuff. But it's quite pulpy. That it works. Yep, yep. It doesn't feel like oh god, there's a twist. Do you think there's that stigma of kind of like ah, oh, the Western's dead. Nobody's really interested. That's why they. Mm. Do you think people are like, well, they need something else? We you know what? I said earlier, there's no bad characters. There's also no bad genres. Yeah, completely agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> but do you think that maybe that's the stigma? Maybe that's what people think. Well, I can't just write a Western. I have to have a. Well, they, maybe there's a vampire. They're of the past. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. I think you don't. The strength in retelling a, 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 a trope, mm. reinventing a trope, is doing it from a different point of view from 
from like you know you very rarely see you, it's always like you know four white dudes in a western movie <laughs> sure you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah it, it, i would love to see a western from someone else's point of view right jane's and, got a gun sure and there's lots of it. yeah and, and uh, what was the demi moore is a Cowboy, even cowgirls get the blues. Was that? I didn't see that. I don't one. even know if that was a western. I thought, I thought you were thinking of Quick and the Dead. Oh, that one too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think that you know, I, I wish that that creators would, would come up with a way of reinventing the western genre without just mashing it up with something else. Yeah, totally. Um, so onto our final book that we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. and it is Rom the Space Knight. Yep. <laughs> Annual. If you uh, got any connection to the character of Rom whatsoever, I, I'm vaguely aware of him. I know, kind of know what he's about. I didn't know he was a blue man. That is, that was new to me. I think, that might, I think that might be new to this. Oh, that's new to this. Yeah. 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 Uh, I look. It felt really long. <laughs> if I'm honest, it felt like it went for a really long time. So Rom was a late '70s, early '80s toy yep. that, for some reason, got cult notoriety, even though he wasn't successful in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. Bought by Marvel at one point. Yeah. So that's where I think that's where the love for him comes from. Okay. Right. Uh, and the the, the the very term of a space knight. Although, yeah. do you remember there was this fucking weird show that I'm not sure if it was an Australian thing, but it was like this like weird puppet show of like these knights in space oh my god i know exactly what you mean <laughs> just then I was yeah that, i haven't thought of that in like, in like 25 years um, i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean uh yeah so um but there were how about, while i look this up can you just just to pass the time tell me why you thought why uh, rom was going to show up in the transformers universe what i did i thought that in the movies you, when you say oh no, Mason last... talked about that because they crossed over in the comics or something and did he fight Optimus Prime or whatever. That, no, or was it Death? I'm not the guy to do this. Keep doing it though. You can 10 more seconds. <laughs> Puppet <laughs> Knights in Space. Who was the character that Mason loves and he's like an assassin and he's a robot man? It's straight up called Space Knights, this one. I was going to say Space Knights, but I'm like, it's not called Space Knights. But it is called Space Knights. Oh wow! Is it British? Uh, I, I can find it in from New Zealand. Nineteen eighty nine, it was made. Wow! Oh man, it looks so much worse than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I might post it on our Facebook page. It's Facebook Facebook dot slash Serious Issues Podcast. Space Knights, bring that back! Incredible. So yeah. Rom is uh, Rom is the last space knight, and he travels from world to world, mm-hmm. uh, defeating the dire wraiths. Yes. Who are an alien species that take over planets and kill everybody and uh, take over their that's bodies. That's his standard villain, is it? Yep. Okay. And that's why he's currently on Earth in uh, IDW's ridiculous Hasbro universe. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, they brought Rom back um, early on, like like one of the first weeks of we started, us starting the podcast. I was like, okay, I'm going to find out what Rom is mm. um, just last year. And um, I was kind of like surprisingly on board with the comic. But then like four issues in, they tied it into this insane mega event, um, which is the Transformers, (laughs) G.I. Joe, Micronauts, Rom, M.A.S.K. and Action Man. Oh my God. That's too many things. And it was just like, I I just so like someone with a complete entry level knowledge of like even the most well-known of those franchises. Like I just got so lost in it. But Rom was probably the most grounded comic within it i just dropped everything though I couldn't. okay so even the, spa- a- the space knight was the most grounded oh yeah well, a- action man was really good too when it started oh really um, yeah like okay. the, the, the action man that everyone knows and loves uh dies on in the in the first few pages and oh, wow. a young kid that was like his protege yeah, has yeah. to take over the mantle of, of like action that. man yeah. and learn the ropes it was good um but uh so i was i was like okay i only picked this because I, w- I was keen to revisit the rom 
universe and see if it's gotten better after this massive event. And uh, this annual is a 40-page uh, origin story of yes. Rom, which I definitely did not need. I was going to but... say, is that necessary? Is that something you, you wanted? Yeah. Like, I feel like Rom's origin is space knight. Yeah, it's, it's in the done. name. Yeah, uh, but uh, instead we learned that he was uh, a dude on a, like an alien on a planet, but he wasn't really. Like, I mean, he actually, it's a, it's a planet made up of all kinds of alien species, um, and uh, he's with his family, and then the family finds like a rock, and uh, they that was blow a bit up. Weird to me, what that was about. Yeah, the kid. His brother picked up a rock, and then the rock. Rock started the glowing. I guess that's what that's a dire wraith was hanging out in a rock or something. Yeah, because apparently they can disguise themselves as inorganic material. Yep. they say is that right? Um, yeah. And uh, his entire family gets roasted, and um, then his mother becomes a dire wraith and and kills heaps of other people on the planet. So he is immediately recruited. Um, I did like how he killed uh, his mother. Here he's like, she's like, don't you know your own mother or whatever? And he's like, no, I do know my own mother. And then he. Blast her. I was like, so oh, that's cool. After shooting his own mother in his in her head, that was all all needed from that from that that world's army to recruit him. He's like, oh, I've seen your skills with a blaster. It's time to join up. <laughs> <laughs> so all you need to do to join the army is shoot your mother. Shoot in your the mother. Head. It's that easy, guys. Um, and uh, then we um, we kind of they they get put on a, some planet, and um, the dire wraiths show up there on the planet, and he and his two friends like jump into a like a mine and touch this uh, weird rock that takes over their bodies and turns them into space knights. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Look, I don't know... I, I That's not... You, he didn't have an origin, is that is that correct? I don't know. That is a ridiculous The origin, origin. is someone made a rip-off of the Transformers. <laughs> right, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> they should have done that. But uh, no, I just... So he falls into a mine and he accidentally touches a rock and then the rock makes a, a space knight suit and then his blaster gets absorbed and then he kills all the all the monsters and all his friends get space knight suits no explanation uh, it didn't uh, to me i'm like why is this happening this is like how this is super convenient but also super confusing you, no i don't i didn't like this so i didn't hate it i don't know why <laughs> maybe i'm a secret a closet rom fan <laughs> you, was, say, you seem like you are it was written by christos engage and uh chris ryle with art by david messina um okay I, while i didn't hate it it's still not enough for me to revisit this world and pick up the, oh, okay, the comic again right. monthly so but uh I don't know. I guess I, I was surprised at the fact that they even bothered to give this character an origin at all. Yeah, everyone needs an origin these days. That's that's how it's done, I guess. Mm. I don't even really like... I don't think the design works in particularly well either now. Yeah. It's, well, it's cause, a bit boxy and weird and... Well, especially after seeing it like this rock kind of like melt over his body and then yeah. he gets this quite blocky, weird, gross hand. And I really felt kind of... And I guess that's always the way you feel with this character. There's there's no humanity once the shell kind of goes over him. I, I know he's supposed. I know he's under there, but that seems terrible. He seemed really okay with it, but yeah. So yeah, one, now now that the rock is over them, they can never leave this suit. Yeah. <laughs> like so, Rom is Rom was always called Rom. By the way, that's yes, his name. His parents chose to name him Rom. Yep. Um, and uh, he was like this, yeah, like cute blue alien man. Yep. Um, and hunky even. And Very. Uh, uh, now he's trapped forever inside a inorganic. Space Knight suit. But he can change the hand into a different blaster. To... Yeah, again, also, that's where he, he can make his, a blaster come out of his hand, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so now you know our, Rom's origin story. Aren't you glad you did my podcast? <laughs> Absolutely, I am. <laughs> I gotta say, though, I didn't, because I read a lot of stuff this week, which I wouldn't necessarily have. It's always good when I'm kind of, uh, you know, forced to kind of get into something, because every week, you know, you look at the covers, you know, I, I kind of skim through Comicsology, then I'm like, a lot of stuff I'm sure I miss. 
So I feel like, what what am I missing every week? Do you know what I mean? Because out of this, there's two or three that I'll that I'll definitely revisit. So now I feel bad that like you know I'm, I'm skimming over so much stuff. I feel like I'm very limited in what I in what I read. Yeah. Yeah. I, a lot of people that listen to my show don't listen to serious issues. Mine and Siobhan's show. Um, sure. <laughs> um, they they don't read, you know, they, maybe they'll read a couple of comics. Or I, I know I have a few friends that don't read any comics and they just listen to the show yeah. because they still want to be a part of that world and totally. kind of, you know, if, if something is being described as completely unmissable, they'll, they'll read that instead. Mm. So hopefully we don't spoil too much. Yeah. Um, so there's a, that's the end of First Things First, all the first issues from last week reviewed. We did it. Have you got a favorite of the, of the bunch? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with that uh, Russian... One. What's it called? <laughs> open again. Shadow Man. That had a really long name. Shadow Man and the something of New Stalingrad. The Battle of New Stalingrad. Yeah. Definitely uh, give, give, give a little bit of attention to the Divinity books. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, really just looking at that stories. title though, Divinity, Divi- Divinity 3, Shadow Man and the Battle of Stalingrad. That's too long. No, it's Divinity 3, Stalinverse, oh, Shadow sorry. Man and yeah. the Battle of Stalingrad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very surprising. Really enjoyed it. Or Kingpin, I guess. Yeah, they're both good. Um, so the next segment that we're going to do before we uh, knock it on the head is mm-hmm. uh, the bo- most beloved segment of serious issues. We all know and love it as flip a coin for Marvel or DC. I love it, yeah. uh, so this is going to be the first part of the uh, the episodes we put up this week. We might put this one up. Like, last time I put up with Mason, I made whatever number it was dot ma as a tribute yep. to Monsters Unli- Monsters Unleashed event, which all they're doing like the one dot mu. I've not read any of those. So, that's good so like I need this to, will yeah. be like whatever number this is dot ms for Mister Sunday. Good, <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> Um, MSM, M? Yeah, that, that works perfectly. Okay, perfect, great. Um, and uh, when Siobhan and I meet up on Monday, I haven't actually, these are the only comics I've read so far. Normally, I, last week I'd read all my comics by midday on Thursday because of all the flying I've been doing. Ah, okay. But I haven't even been to the comic book shop yet. We had to read all these fucking digitally. <laughs> Inferior way. Actually, I do love reading comics digitally. Don't tell anyone at King's Comics. I will never. But definitely visit there when you're in Sydney. It's very good. Um, so uh, we're going to play with a uh, 2008 edition 20 cent piece today. Vintage, so, yeah, all right. Good. Yeah. yeah, great year. For, great year for money. <laughs> um, so uh, James, uh, is Marvel heads or tails? Uh, Marvel is tails, let's say. Ah, Marvel first. Yes, I won. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? So this is going up Monday. Join us on Tuesday for an episode in which Siobhan and I uh, review all of the Marvel books, then all the DC books, and then everything else that came Everyone's. out last week. Um, James, thanks so much for letting me into your house and recording Anytime, this podcast man. with me. Thank you. Whenever you're back in Melbourne, we're going to have to get you on the Weekly Planet as well. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's, that's going to have to happen. Talk know. about Westerns. Yes, we could. We'll go back to Westerns. I'd actually, yeah. I, 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 in saying that, I'm like, fuck, I think I've seen three. <laughs> okay. Have you seen Cowboys and Aliens? No. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> uh, and the very unlikely chance that you have never listened to the Weekly Planet, you can find it uh, where all good podcasts are mm-hmm. and bad ones too. Yeah, absolutely. They're all there. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can find uh, James online, Mr. Sunday Movies. Yep. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all those things. You Maybe just... Instagram. I think someone else got that. It's Do fine. you win a new... Oh, really? So yeah, when a new social media thing gets announced, do you try and lock that nah, username down? Generally not. I should. Do you? Uh, no, I should too. Yeah. A, few, a few things. I, none of the, uh, weirdly, I, I get it on all the social media stuff. Lev dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know why I've stuck with that. But whatever. Um, I like it. Uh, but, uh, all of the gaming, like, like my, like PlayStation network and Nintendo mm. network, I can't, I have to put a Y on the end. Lev doggy. Steam. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's, there's other Lev dogs out there and I salute yeah. you and hate you at the same time. <laughs> Uh, you can find me online at LevDog, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And Serious Issues Online. Twitter is Serious underscore underscore issues. Facebook.com slash 
Serious Issues Podcast or join our group and uh, discuss comics all day. Facebook.com slash group slash Serious Issues Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, until tomorrow, when I see you again, stay serious. Actually, you can say it. I'll say the catchphrase that no one likes saying. Stay serious, it's everybody. Fucked, it? it's Get fucked. it. I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should say it more. Stay serious. Is that better? No. Oh, no, really. <laughs> it's probably worse. <laughs> Thanks so much. See you later. Thanks. Hi guys, and welcome to an extra special um, Serious Issues episode, because, uh, what's that? What's that sound? There's no Levens. No Levens here. It's the best. I'm joking. <laughs> um, Levens, unfortunately, has lost his voice, because he has been touring with, uh, like, S Club 3, I think they are, and Bewitched, and all these 90s pop bands, and he sang along too hard, and um, he's lost his voice, so he couldn't record today. Um, luckily, we have another Sydney DJ hey. to join us, join us, Mr. Nate Nachopop Mendelssohn is joining on? us once more to talk through, I'm going to talk through my top five comics of the week, I think that he has a few top comics of the week as well, um, so it's not going to be a full episode, but just, just a couple of little, little bonus ones to go along with the um, episode that Levin's recorded with, I think his name is Mr. Sunday. Word. So, um, shall I, I'll just get started. I'll just jump right in. A couple of these are number one, so they will have already spoken about this in the other episodes. I'm sorry about that, guys, but I'm just going to talk about them again. Um, so, first off in my top five is Death Be Damned, issue one from Boom Studios, written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, with art by... Oh, and Andrew Miller, apparently, with illustrations by Hannah Christensen. Um, so this, like, this is such an awesome first issue. I loved it because it was one of those ones where you're just really thrown in and you don't really know what's going on. And it's, um, the first couple of pages are almost silent. So they do a great job of showing, not telling, um, and brilliant, brilliant storytelling by Hannah Christensen. Um, this is like a weird sort of supernatural old West book about a woman who seems to be able to come back from the dead and a half native American man who is obsessed with um connecting to the to the other world to the to the afterlife um this was like um way in at king's comics said exactly this does exactly what a first issue should do in that it makes me really want to read the second issue and i love this really really enjoyable what do you think i agree that um i had no idea what was going on <laughs> um I, yeah i don't know this one didn't this one didn't hit me between the eyes I, um the it's not really my style of art, um, and there weren't any explosions. So. Yeah, the art, the art's more sort of like Emily Carroll, Jeff Lemire, Matt Kent kind of scratchy leanings. Um, I mess with Je- with Jeff Lemire and his scratchiness. Yeah, I, I mess with the Sean Murphy school of thought. But the, look at the, all those eyes. Boop, 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 boop. Just the same eye over and over. No, it's not. I'm being rude. It's a really great comic. She's right. <laughs> I'm she, right. It's a really great comic. This is what we learn all the time. But it's not. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. It's not for me. So, but that's great. Let's keep going. To number two. All right. Okay. So, um, book two. Surprising no one who listens to this podcast regularly is book three of Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. Um, this is a three-issue <laughs> mini-series starring the DC character Deadman, Boston Brand, the former um, trapeze artist who died but can't quite get through to the afterlife, and he has to become... He sort of has to go and help people pass over. Is this Deadman's story? Is that what he is? Yeah, that's Deadman. He's a trapeze artist. Yeah, he was a trapeze artist, and then he died. Do your listeners know that you were also a trapeze artist? <laughs> no, no one knows that, and no one will ever find out. Um, Unless they listen to this podcast <laughs> all the way to the end. 
Anyway, this is written um, by Sarah Vaughan with art by Lan Medina, um, breakdowns by Phil Hester, and beautiful colors by Jose Villarubia. Um, this was such a fun, like, this was basically a romance comic in, like, a really, in, like, kind of gothic sense of the word. This is all about ghosts and genuine forbidden love and people not being able to pass over all that sort of stuff. This is like this was just a little three issue miniseries. You can buy it in the nice like the every issue was um, done in this nice kind of prestige format. So they have spines. So that's like you don't even need to buy this in trade. Like this is perfect in singles. There's no ads in it. There's no ads, guys. So it reads like a really premium prestige comic, and the art is beautiful. I really couldn't recommend this enough. It has a really great diverse um, diverse characters relatable, beautifully illustrated. I, yeah, love this. Would really, really great. Would you say it's technically your number one this week? I think it probably was. Yeah, I think it's so. hard to say that because it's like the last issue of a thing, so it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to recommend, but it's like, I really loved this, guys. I think it's going to be, you know, when it does come out in trade, you could probably still find all three issues at your local comic book store, um, but it is so worth, so worth um, getting in trade as well. Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. Yeah. Isn't that a good title as well? Also the name of my heart. That's a- <laughs> oh. um, so an- another issue about love. Um, I really <laughs> enjoyed, because I've just started reading Empowered, um, and I love it. And so this week they started a new miniseries called Empowered and the Soldier of Love. Um, so this is also going to be a little three-issue miniseries. It's written by Adam Warren, who is the um, creator of Empowered Usual Artist. But um, he's brought on a different artist for this um, called Carla Diaz, who is, I believe, Brazilian, I think he says in the back. Um, but anyway, this is really like it. This is totally in the spirit of other empowered comics in that it's really silly and goofy and fun. And it's about lots and lots of people having sex all the time. So basically a, a new sort of villain is in town and she's this kind of <laughs> flouncy Lolita-esque um, love love assassin who um, speaks Spanish and has a pangolin um, sort of sidekick and she's making everyone, all of the superheroes in the Empowered Verse fall in love in increasingly hilarious ways. So people are in kind of threesome relationships with big glob monsters and get it yeah people like you know mortal sworn enemies like these two alpha alpha bros um make out and it's just like it's so fun so silly and the art is really really great like really great storytelling really really um great colors everything kind of jumps off the page i really really enjoyed this top top notch silliness and also great because i feel like with empowered I've only read the first volume and Empowered's been going for a really long time, but they do a really good recap page and you understand exactly what's going on throughout the whole thing. I think you could pick this up even if you've never read Empowered and you would still totally enjoy it. Yeah, it's very nice. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's very good. Uh, Okay, so next up, I really enjoyed issue three of Motor Crush. This is by the um, Batgirl of Burnside team, um, Brenna Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, and Babs Tarr. Um, this is the kind of Akira-esque future motorcycle racing um, story about a female racer, Domino, who is weirdly addicted. So there's like this uh, stuff called Crush, 
which you um, can use to illegally boost your bike to help you win races. But she needs it to survive. She has it in an inhaler. And she's like, why? Why is this like toxic stuff which kills people? Why do I need it to keep me going? Um, and so in this issue, we see more race developments, more developments in her love life, more developments in what's going on with the kind of underground mafia types that she's getting involved with to, to save her career and her dad. Um, and then the last page is a great cliffhanger because someone knows what, what she is, not who she is, what she is, what she's made of. And we're about to see that. There's a really sick um, race with some really cool, like, Mad Max-style villains. Like, Babs Tar is so, so good at character design. And this whole issue is, like, really, really action-packed. She does such a good job of, like, making the races themselves exciting. Um, like, I'm not, I'm not really a motorcycle fan, but I really enjoy this. Um, I, think, I think they're doing a great job of this book. I think it's really exciting. And I can't wait for every issue. Also, Akira's in it. In what sense is Akira in it? I mean, that guy, Tetsuo, or whatever. Oh, where? Oh, just like, yeah, yeah, like, just, they borrow from that kind of school. Like, there's a lot of, um, a lot of different influences on this book that you can see, which are really cool. Um, and my final pick for this week is Kingpin Issue 1 by Matthew Rosenberg, with art by, what's his name? Someone Torres. Ben Torres, I think? Um, this was such a surprise to me. Well, it wasn't so much a surprise to me because I really enjoy Matthew Rosenberg's other books, but this was like, I forgot I was reading a Marvel comic for a little while, which is kind of a huge compliment, I feel, Um, because this just felt like an amazing crime story. This obviously borrows pretty heavily from the Netflix TV series Vincent D'Onofrio kind of um, version of Kingpin, but I think it really works in this um, in this sense um the art is really really great really dynamic i love the um sort of female journalist character that they brought in it's a little bit cliche i guess but um so far incredibly enjoyable really dynamic first issue i really want to know what happens next kingpin is such a like compelling villain in this because he he can come across as so kind and relatable and you you understand what he wants for his city and what he's trying to do and you think he really is trying to get redemption but he's He's kingpin. He's never gonna. He's yeah, never gonna change, it's guys. Gotta go bad. It's got to go bad by issue three, I guess. Th- yeah, I agree. This it's showing some good facets of kingpin. At first, I was a hater for a change because it's not just the kingpin I know. Mm. Um, he's he's doing a little bit more like pretend to be a nice guy, or you know maybe he's being. I think yeah, they're taking him a little bit more Lex Luthor. You know, a little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. like you you get his motivations so that you can um, ride for him. Um, yeah, I liked I liked Kingpin better when I was a kid. Just this big scary thing with nondescript. He's massive powers, mm. um, and now it seems to be he's he's a nice bro, or he's at least trying to you know. He's trying to make everyone think he's a nice bro. I think he's maybe just trying to get play, right? I mean, maybe. He buys her a dress. You know what I mean. He does buy her a sexy dress. That's all you need. And then he kills a homeless guy. That's and he kills a homeless guy. Romance. Well, that's romance, guys. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, we ruined the end with killing. Um, <laughs> well, we, we he might have killed a homeless man. Killed a homeless man. Who knows? It is very good. I agree. Um, 
I think Kingpin, they could do some really fun stuff with, with Kingpin. Absolutely, I'm really keen. I don't know um, if this is like a mini series, or I doubt it's an ongoing. I think it, I hope, I kind of hope it's just a six issue or 12 issue mini series. Um, but I'm very, very keen to read the rest of it. So those are my top five picks, guys. I'm, I'm going to keep your top five, should be the only top five. I only have honorable mentions of four okay Marvel titles. <laughs> I'm not even going to bring them up because you should just. Discover your own four okay Marvel titles this yeah. week. <laughs> and really just get those five that you want to mention, because those are better. Yeah, read all of those comics, guys. Um, coming up this week in comic books is really exciting. There's like It's going to be such a good DC week. We finally have Super Sons, the first issue of that. We've got um, Warren Ellis's new Wildstorm comic launching. Uh. Yeah, everyone's so excited about this. We've had crazy pre-orders for it at Kings, so definitely get into your comic book store wait, wait, wait. and pick it up. Okay, but is it... Wildstorm, just the whole universe. It's going. He's relaunching the whole universe. If you read the back matter in any DC comic at the moment, there's a whole big section from Warren Ellis about oh, what he's going to be doing. Oh, the redesigns and void. So, yeah, so there's going to be all these redesigned characters. But over the next couple of years, I think he's going to be launching a new title every year or something like that. Don't quote me on that. I haven't read it properly. Um, but yeah, they're relaunching the whole Wildstorm universe, starting with the Wildstorm, which is written by Warren Ellis, and I think it's going to be huge the and Wild great. Storm. And what did any already said what characters, right? Yeah, look, I mean, like, it looks like Grifter's in the back, it looks like, um... Wait, we got any DC characters? Oh, God, yeah, get Supergirl. Okay, here we go. Uh, Zealot yep. in the house. The Wildstorm, I see. I don't know who Engineer... Voodoo. Yeah, Engineer, I don't know Engineer. It's going to be great, guys. I'm really keen for this. Deathblow is a little bit... Deathblow has a fade. Deathblow is a little bit too much like Falcon for me. <laughs> a little bit too, like, handsome military bro. Um, but there's there's loads and loads of great stuff um, coming out this week. So get down to King's Comics. Kingscomics.com, 310 Pitt Street. Best 310 Pitt Street. Guess best comic book store in the world or your local comic book store. Support your local comic book store, guys. They're the best. Um, thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back, hopefully, next week with a recovered Andrew Levins. Fingers crossed. Get well soon, Levins. Get, get, well, get well soon, Levins. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Later, all right. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to Serious Issues. If you're not completely sick of my voice by now, why don't you check out one of my other podcasts? One is called Hey Fam and it's about comedy and pop culture, so like comic book movies and comic book TV shows, all that kind of thing. The other one is called The Mitchin and it's all about the uh, food and bar scene in Sydney. You can find both of them on iTunes or download them directly at yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for your support and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.